1: This episode of the Churros E Tacticas podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped are the leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code CHURROS, C-H-U-R-R-O-S, over on manscaped.com. Use code CHURROS for 20% off and free shipping. Both Diego Lorin and myself, Keon Sobani, we Manscaped daily, and that's how we get these pods out twice a week once on patreon.com slash churros and one on this free RSS feed that you are listening to right now. Again, go over to manscaped.com and use code churros C H U R R O S for twenty percent off and free shipping. And having said that, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Churros e Tacticas podcast. It is Tuesday. This is your host, Keon Sabani, joined by my wingman Diego Lorin for the first time in God knows how long because, I don't know, it's two two episodes we missed, right? Because Friday you were out on a bachelor party with uh, a bunch of illegal things happening in the background. You guys went away with the boys. Last time uh, for the groom's the groom to have a little bit of fun, let loose on the weekend, and you obviously part- partook in that. So you went away for that. I held it down on Friday for patrons over on patreon.com slash And then on Monday, we had the whole, it was supposed to be, I mean, it was a big ratings one, but um, it was supposed to be the one where you and I just trash talk each other with maximum sodium mm-hmm. and salt. But because of connection <clears throat> issues and timing issues and uh, COVID tests that I had to take last week, flying home from Madrid after a, a, a terrible experience of the Bernabeu, it was a beautiful experience but also terrible. And uh, we just couldn't connect. So we did monologues. We put it together and people were commenting. You were I don't know if you listened to the Friday episode, but people were commenting on um, the hilarious transition from my moping and sulking in part one to you starting off with the rap that you freestyled, I think, for part two and just transitioned from one sad, sad poor bastard to uh, Diego Lorin riding a unicorn over a rainbow with the sunset and dolphins (laughs) in the air flying and everything was just magical. And Diego was freestyling a beat. And someone actually asked Diego, if you could actually expand on that, maybe turn it into a song or something.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for that intro and thank you for holding it down as well. Um, Yeah. We uh, it's been uh, two episodes that we haven't been able to really connect like this. So it's of course, a, a, a. a long time for us, seeing as we normally record twice a week. But uh, thank you for holding down Ford. Thank you for uh, all the patrons that tuned in on Friday and asked uh, an extended version of that uh, little teaser that I put. I, I, you call it a wrap? I would hardly call it a wrap. It was more of let's say the intro to what could potentially be. A rap, but uh, I did have fun putting that together quickly and, uh, yeah, putting something out that I was hoping our listeners would enjoy seeing we were unable to, uh, really do justice to a post classical pod, which was an historic one, one that I was looking forward to record, one that, uh, the Churros gods, I guess, were not so much looking forward to the record and they made it. Impossible for us to do so, as we normally do. But thank you for putting that together. Thank you for holding down the, the fort again on Friday. And here we are today on this, uh, I was going to say somber Tuesday, 29th of March. Say somber because it's still crappy weather over here. That The the, way, the weather here has been insanely bad, Kian. Uh, you know, because you were just here. It hasn't stopped being gray and rainy, drizzly, just kind of miserable. And um, we... Have I start this pod saying we got tons to talk about and maybe list off a few topics. I was scrolling through the newspapers um, and it's kind of like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? <laughs> yep. Other than, of course, a very historic women's clásico, uh, call it a clásico- 2.0 or 3.0, with the permission of Atlético de Madrid, that is traditionally more of a Clásico in the women's teams. But seeing as uh, these two clubs are eternal rivals, we still want to dub it the Clásico. Uh, that will take place in the Camp Nou tomorrow, the second leg of the quarterfinals of the Women's Champions League. That is big news. That will be historic. But um, other than that, man, yeah, what, what, you know, let, let's see what we can come up with. We always come up with something good, though, when we are in, kind of pushed in these situations where we are running a little dry on content
1: you know it's bad when you're talking about weather that's when you know you're in trouble when you're like stuck in the <laughs> elevator with someone and you're like hey, what should we say like oh it's a great day it's a miserable day when you get to that stage you're in trouble i do actually want. i'm actually interested usually when i'm talking about the weather i'm not interested at all but i do want to say very very disappointed in spain for having bad weather this whole mm-hmm since like i feel like for three years now every time i come there even when i come there like during respectable months like late march or like early or like late october or something it's just cold and it's cold everywhere earth is cold bring back global warming bring it back everything is freezing toronto is cold everywhere in canada is cold spain is cold the the only um decent place i've been to recently is miami that was that was decent but everything is cold earth needs to heat up uh i'm joking about there, there, global warming I, I know some some people are listening to this are going to take offense to that I'm joking it was a joke
0: yeah but it's it's it. spain i have to say and, and i based that a lot of my uh, past experiences as well when i used to come over from holland to spain for say easter or something semana santa that traditionally easter weekend which, of course, is coming up, is always, I'm going to go full out here, maximalist, there's always been bad weather. This, you, can, you can, you know, put your house on it on a bed, come to Spain during Semana Santa, and you'll find it uh, that it'll be bad weather. I don't know. There's some sort of refrain. There's a, a, a dicho, like a saying, that something like, un mayo caliente y lluvioso ofrece bienes um, copiosos, I'm. I'm. Forget it. I'm not even getting into this. I'm not going to translate all. that. Anyway, there's there are sayings in Spanish that deal with sort of rain springs and etc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, I'm. You know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm fully relying on you, Kian, to uh, put the energy in today's episodes uh, so that our listeners are not disappointed.
1: I got something for you. La Porta has been there in we the news. Well, I I don't really want to comment on the tweet from Gia that has caught the world on storm. I just don't know enough about the situation. I know you do. I'm also, I don't know how much you're even allowed to talk about it. But uh, I do want to talk about Laporta's quotes about, in terms of some signings that he he talked about today. And Mm. eventually, you know, we have, I can't remember if he said two or three um, signings that Barcelona have lined up. And he said, I don't know their names. And I, I don't even know if you're allowed to say their names. Actually, you're probably not allowed to say the names. If Laporta is not allowed, you're not, you're not allowed to either. So, but I, I can not. guess. I'm gonna guess, and I know you probably know the answer to this. But you can, you can. I, I will just look at your facial expressions, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. The first signing that Barcelona have confirmed terms with, but are not allowed to say publicly yet, is Christensen. Okay, Christensen. It is the second. The second one is <laughs> I didn't say that the second one, I think, is Erling Haaland. <laughs> okay, so not Erling Haaland. Great. This is great. Um, oh, no. I. Th- so I wasn't sure, by the way, if it would have been Christensen or Mazraoui because there were a few reports hmm. last week that. Um. Mazraoui has also been signed with Barca but I just don't know so I I thought of him but I just don't know if Barcelona are well, going to be able to outbid <coughs> other clubs for him uh and and that's one that's Excuse one me. thing that I wasn't I wasn't sure about with him. You you have some thoughts about about him?
0: Well he 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 came out he, well just that he came out um when his news when his name rather was linked with with Barca as to whether you know, we had reached some sort of agreement with him or, or the club or Ajax. And he said, um, he said no. So.
1: Well, that's, of course he says that. Um, but the, the one I'd be.
0: No, but he said, he said that there, there was no such thing as, you know, it, he, he insinuated that there was no such thing as an agreement and, and and sort of not even conversations that had taken place with him personally. Now I don't know if, right?
1: Uh,
0: Ajax, uh, right? But today news is is that Bayern is offering him uh, a whole bunch of cachesh So
1: yeah, that's the one I would know, be worried not, about. Like, but the the one that yeah. this is this is one that also triggers me a little bit because Real, between Real Madrid and Barcelona. In terms of the urgency of assigning like a Mazraoui Real Madrid need him desperately. You know, I, I, you guys, like, I think Dest is a good player. And I think Xavi can get the best out of Dest. The best out of Dest. But I, but I, but Real Madrid are in trouble. Because Carvajal is a shell of himself when he's on the field. And when he's not on the field, that means just, means he's injured. And Lucas Vazquez is not a right back, and I don't trust Odrizzolo with anything. I wouldn't trust him with the keys to my car. I wouldn't trust him in a Classico or a Champions League final. I wouldn't trust him to watch my kids for 30 minutes, nothing. I don't trust that kid. So uh, I just don't want any part of him coming back. He's actually a decent offensive player in the right scheme at Fiorentina. It works works because they, they're they able to provide a lot of cover for him. But the way Reamdre plays, it'll just be an absolute – he'll just get cooked – barbecued in Absolutely Torched Alive. So no no to that. So I, I think Mazraoui is a... And given that he's a free agent and he seems to be attainable, I haven't heard of any reputable source even come up with an idea. Like you. this is an opportunistic one where at least you could see like a source making shit up and saying, well, Real Madrid are linked with him. We don't even see made up no shit either. with this. And that's, I mean, that's crazy. The only thing I saw was that sport of all people were like, oh, Real Madrid... Wanted to sign him but couldn't because Barca signed him. But you know, I, I tra- take that with a grain of salt. So, In past I guess sense. my yeah, so I guess my concern is why aren't Real Madrid looking at the right back situation? Why are they happy with Carvajal, yeah. um, or Ores- yeah. and Vasquez as their options? Um, that, that's concerning to me. So, that's one thing. Um, so for the second player that Laporta was speaking about, it would have probably been Frank Kessier. And I don't, this one is interesting, and I, sp- and I answered a question about this on the Friday pod. I'm a little bit confused as to why Barca want him. But he also falls into the category of Obama Yang, Adama Traore, hmm. and like da- maybe Daniel, Alves, but not quite. Of just the Ilka players, I don't see the fit, and I was really wrong about so i have to be open minded about that part of it but the reason i'm skeptical about Kesia for those who didn't listen to the friday pod cuz they're not patrons yet is because from what barca want to do and and this there's two things right it's one is how barca play so the way that xavi wants to play the way he wants to control games and press and and all that stuff and have really really good passing networks he's just not a good He's not nearly as good of a progressive passer um, or a ball carrier as you know compared to the Pedris and the Youngs, who can do inflict so much more damage at that position. And that so that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is why even get him if he's going to take away playing time from those young players that you guys all 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 drool over over in Catalonia. My only argument for it would be. There's a, there's a couple arguments. One is, well, I was wrong about a couple of other signings that Chavi's made. And is smarter than me. And the other side of it is, maybe you can talk yourself into saying, well, Kessier brings something different. Kessier brings, in the same way that Kamavinga and Valverde bring something different to like Moritz and Kroos, a different dynamic, a different look maybe Kessier would bring something different in certain matchups for Xavi that he he'd be interested in or maybe like there are games where you you want some more muscle in midfield I don't know um so again it's a weird one I'm curious to know what you think about it does he fall in the category of, of misfits that Xavi has made made it work um do you share any concern about taking well, playing time from <laughs> those young kids
0: I mean yeah I th- I think we discussed this uh on the on the Friday pod which would be the more perhaps appropriate place to talk about it, <laughs> but um we um we we discussed then the fact that uh you know he is one he's a very important figure i think in the the Milan midfield. you call him a misfit but and you'll have to excuse my uh lack of knowledge here as far as i'm concerned he's has been at least a, a very important player. Sorry, misfit,
1: misfit for Barcelona. Not that he's a bad player. I okay. I'm, yeah. Okay. He's he's good for for a team like Milan. I just don't understand why. Mm. I just don't understand. It's not an urgent signing at all. At all is is my point. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 And and we also discussed then that that area in the Barca squad is particularly, is an area where we have, uh, again, a case of overbooking. We have players like Busquets, Frankie Dion, let's put Pedri into that equation as well, sort of the veterans, uh, the ones that uh, you know have their places secured amongst the first team, if not the starting eleven. and then the Gabis, Nico, uh, Ricky Puch, also knocking on the door and, and being... Great replacements. um I feel like I'm leaving somebody out here in the midfield. I might, you know, On top of my head, who d- who in did any you case mention? So Busquets, Dion, Pedri, Gavi, Nico, Riki Pooch.
1: Pooch, yeah. I mean, I think you got you got them all. So one one interesting. I think thing I got the you-
0: The point. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry, go sorry d- just just. The, Just to finish this thought. So, it's an area where we are deep, where we have our positions covered. And I don't know Kessie or Kessie, uh, I think it's pronounced Kessie. um, I don't know his qualities. I don't know if what Chavi's looking for is if it's more of a destructive kind of midfielder as opposed to a creative, offensive minded. Uh, midfielder. I don't know if he's looking for a midfielder that uh, perhaps has more defensive qualities that could also perhaps uh, bring up the ball quicker <clears throat> and transition from defense into offense quicker. Yet still maintain great vision, great passing abilities, and who knows scoring abilities. You know, the, the what the player comes to mind is really in Ed- Edgar Davids, that uh, you know was was a sort of a joker uh, when he came by joker i mean the joker card like an unexpected player that arrived and really changed the dynamics of this team and and made them uh uh click made them function better much better than they were playing before uh allowing a lot more freedom as well to the forwards to do what they do right allow not allow not having them drop back as deep and maybe uh be as or or Invest as much energy in the defensive area because he had that covered and allowed Ronaldinho to be more and company to be more productive in the offense. Um, so I, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, um, it's a question mark. I don't know under what circumstances, if he comes, uh, how he would come and, um, you know, I think when it materializes and the conditions and also when maybe actually to see him play more consistently, then I'll be able to have a much better, obviously, a judgment with regards to his potential arrival and signing and his adapt- adaptation to the team well, and what Chavi is looking for.
1: Well, uh, David's Davids worked in part not only because he was very good and he turned out to be much better than I think a lot of people thought at that age. But also because I think mm-hmm. you were much more thin at that time. Um, and it becomes interesting. And one thing I didn't really mention about, um, about Cassier too. I think it is Cassier because there is the accent aigu at the E. I know that because I am right. I have, I took some French classes in
0: Canada here. French no, I know. Kids. I know normally you, you would think, yeah, you would think it's Cassier, but I've, for some reason I, I have a feeling that the French call called Cassier as well, but I might be completely wrong. I'm,
1: Frenchies I'm are wrong. I'm right. I see the accentegu. <clears throat> Maybe I'm wrong, sure but I don't think I am. Okay. Um, so, one thing I didn't mention about him also is that I, I mentioned some of the things he'd he'd struggle with offensively compared to the De Jong's, the the, the and the Gavies and the Nikos, but particularly the Pedri, Pedri and De Jong. Those are the two main ones. I think you really want to to probably build it around the midfield those two, and then and then the anchor, whoever the anchor is. So he'll struggle with he's not as good of a progressive passer and a progressive ball carrier. Um, the other thing I would say, like, if Chavi wants to press, his pressing and his defensive ability is actually not as good. He's pretty good at reading the game, but in terms of just putting in a challenge, and also, and also as a presser, he's not as as polished as those young players that Chavi has right now. That doesn't mean that it can't change. It could change because. I think Xavi himself is in but like when I came in, I was surprised that a lot of these players didn't know what the philosophy of Barca is, and I had to teach them. So doesn't mean that Kessier Cass- couldn't change in that regard. But it also becomes interesting like if it, it depends on how they classify him, because I think to me, he's not a defensive midfielder. Um, he's not the type of player who can play as a six, he's more of a double pivot guy at Milan uh, and in general. And I think that's where he would play best, you know, kind of like more of like the role that Rakitic played at Barca and does at Sevilla now or or like what Fede does off the bench many times, kind of more of a box to box player in that sense. And I just don't know if they put him as the six, you're just the drop off in passing and distribution and quarterback ability from Busquets to Kessier is pretty astronomical. And so I, I, just, I just wonder how he fits. And I wonder if he's going like, to, like, they're not going to sign him if he's not going to play, like he's going to play. I just wonder how much prominence and what the role is that they're going to give him. It's, it's an interesting one. It's an intriguing one for me.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Lands Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Perhaps his uh, integration might stunt the progress of, of younger players, and of course, <clears throat> that's something that is on the top of our list of uh, priorities. Is to have the Nikos, in this case, you know, get the right minutes and 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 the, and the playing opportunities, and um, to further develop his career within within Barca and reach his maximum potential, which I think could be. Um, an important one, you know, I think he could be a great player. So whenever these kind of players are discussed, uh, I kind of just have to hold my hands up and say, look, those people in charge know better, are much, much better informed than I am. If there's a reason why they are bringing them in, uh, let's wait and be and hope it's the right or the reasons are the right ones. And, and, and it's a good pick. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't say him too much more at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily trust Barça to make the right decision. I, but I trust, I, I would actually trust Xavi to be the, to be, to, to use the, the player that he's signing in the right way because I actually think he deserves a better of that. I mean, it's crazy. I, again, I, I don't know if there's any Xavi defender like me on the planet, and I genuinely just he he wants he makes me want to tear my hair out nobody no as a player nobody annoyed me more than him in a lot of ways but i've been his just defending him non-stop and i don't know if i in the short period of time if i've ever seen a manager buy so much respect so much such a bought himself a, an infinite leash what it seems like an infinite leash and he just bought himself so much uh so many points like so many brownie points you know that in trust so if that's and that's basically my biggest counter argument to this is if i look at the data if i look at what i see from him from cassia because this is also not like completely unfounded because like Kessier might seem like such a random player for me to even analyze but i watched him Almost every game he's played for the past two years, because I've been watching AC Milan every game for to track Brahim Diaz. So I I know a lot about Kessie, and he's not someone that jumps okay. out at me as someone like Wow, I, this would be a great signing for someone. But he's a good uh-huh. steady player, gives you a decent baseline, who is a good who's good for a club like AC Milan in my opinion. So,
0: so are they looking for a, a, a Yaya Toure, or is that? You know the profile.
1: No, he's not a Yaya Tura either, and so I, I just don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I just don't really know how he fits. But oh, anyway, so where I was going with this is if the biggest counter to what I'm saying, as as that he doesn't fit, the the biggest counter is that well, Chevy, Chevy's smarter than me. That's that's the biggest counter argument that I have. So there's something I'm missing, I think.
0: Mm,
1: mm, mm. Or maybe I'll be right. I don't know. Maybe I'll be right and I can wag my finger at Xavi next uh, season.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, I think that the more interesting discussion right now where there's still so many questions lingering, of course, and everything will depend where Mbappé and Haaland will go in the end is if, um, you know, what will happen with players like Rafinha or even Drau Felix now uh, being... Once again included into the equation of possible signings for Barça next season. Uh again in the case of Rafinha him playing for Leeds in the Premier League. Uh a very competitive league. You know, it's it's it, uh, is, is 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 he the player? Like is is that I think it's a market opportunity, certainly. He's young, but again, it's a player where I simply am am I'm not informed enough about to have an educated or a, let's call it a, a proper opinion about his abilities to potentially sink in with the Barca system. Um, in the case of Joao Felix, I think that would be a cracking signing to be honest. I, I would love to see him at Barca.
1: Wait, okay. So... I. I... Couple questions for you. That's interesting that you brought Zhao mm. Felix up. Cause Porto obviously spoke about him today as well. That was another thing he said. That they had an agreement that broke down uh and, and was kind of intertwined with the Griezmann thing as well. Mm. Question number one where does Zhao Felix fit in the current Barca setup if that if that happened? I am so I imagine if 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 um Barça were able to pull that off last season, so like last summer, which means you had him for this season. It probably means you're not signing um I mean, mm. I don't know, maybe you don't sign Obama Yang or Adamo or something like that. The thing is with Zhao Felix, I, I would say, yeah, they're kind of different positions too, right? Because Zhao Felix will mostly play on the left side. And uh, he's a mm. completely different profile. He's not as dynamic, but he's just more elegant. He can slow the game down. He can control it. Um, whereas whereas Alama is a completely different player. So how where would you fit him into this Barca side? Because to me, it's kind of like I could see him linking up with Ansu Fati, but it would require him to play as a left-center midfielder or then the Ansu Fati role. I just, I, that one is another yeah. one. I think he would probably fit a little bit better than Griezmann, but i also just not sure if he's also urgent.
0: It's true, Um, especially taking into account that, of course, Ansu Fati still has to come back and when he does, we'll have Ansu, Ferran, and Obama Young as sort of, call them the fixed three. I think the question marks right now are surrounding Adama because of the hefty price tag that is uh, hanging over his head in the case that Barca want to make this loan permanent and make it a transfer. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's around the 30 million mark. Uh, we'll have to see if Wolverhampton would be interested or willing to have a straight, say, swap with Trinkau. Although, again, from what you read in the newspapers, they're not too fond of... Well, I don't know. Uh, it seems that you know Trinkau's time at, at Wolverhampton has an expiry date, and it might be at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, who's on, of course, on loan there. So, Adama, question mark, Memphis right now looks more like a market opportunity that Barca are almost obliged to capitalize on given the situation that we're in and given his contractual situation as well. From, again, reading the reports and his production as well, the club is very happy with him in all aspects personally, professionally, the way he's gelled in with the group, his relationship with players, coaching staff, and everyone. However, it's an opportunity that Barca are almost forced to capitalize on given the situation. So you have Memphis, Adama with question marks, Braithwaite, who almost certainly will leave because he wants to play and he realizes he's not getting playing time. And he doesn't just want to sit on the bench and uh, pull a bail. You have um, Luke de Jong, of course, who is still on loan until the end of the season from Sevilla, but he has a contract until 23 or 4 potentially. Again, there, you would imagine, given the good season or, or end of the season that, he, or second half of the season that he's having with Barca, that Monchi will be dying to capitalize on that. I don't know if Barca will be the number one club to be you know, willing to pay, say, a transfer fee for Luc Dijon necessarily. So those three players are, and I have to say this delicately with questions, Marks hanging over their head, right? Making the making the sure players: Adama, uh, excuse me, uh, Oba, Ansu, and Ferran Torres. And Joao Felix, where does he fit in? Or well, you can play him as a second striker behind uh, Obama Young, for example. But then the question is, who do you sacrifice? Perhaps from the midfield in in in, uh, in a case like that. Um, well, know, all, all question this is congruent. question marks. Will they all be healthy? Yeah.
1: Like Atletico should just not let go of Zhao Felix. I understand his price tag and stuff. It's taken him some time, but he's he's awesome, and they should keep rolling with him. Like I saw reported that they'd be interested in Lautaro Martinez, and I w- I was struggling to see where that's definitely not like an urgent signing for them. And DiBala, huh? DiBala, well, as well. DiBala. I mean that uh, somebody asked me on on the Friday part about DiBala. DiBala would be a great pickup for almost anyone. I mean he's there are definitely some teams that you think so, don't huh? need him because of like maybe they have depth like some of the bigger clubs, but DiBala is low key just having he's just a really really good player. Uh, I think everyone mm-hmm. knows that. But in terms of like you know before Lahovic comes along, there's no one really in that team who can generate their own shot with this the pro. Uh, just at the rate that Dybala can, and he's a really good player. I think he's would be a good pickup for anyone. So, but but back to... So, and,
0: and I'm leaving off of that list. Sorry, Dembele, of course, that is also a right. big question mark, if not right. with one foot out the door. Sorry, I mean, you yeah, You yeah, just,
1: yeah. I feel like you named like half of Europe because you were just naming off names. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I almost forgot about Luke de Jong too, even though he's actually been hmm. playing a decent amount of minutes. The question I had for yeah. you, which is related to this, and I'm actually wondering if you can clear this up because I'm a little bit unclear on it. The Griezmann hmm. contract, because there's an option to buy for Atletico on that.
0: Is this the right day to be discussing these topics?
1: Again? Yes, we need to know. You're like, we need to know. If you want, you can just do the eye gestures, and I'll I'll get my answer. But Griezmann is another one, by the way, that I often just forget exists. And then on top of that. You know, until I see him play, and then when on top of that, when I see him play, I completely forgot that Barca actually do still own him. This is just a loan; it's not a, he hasn't been sold. But I'm curious, like the the option to buy, I'm a little bit confused about because some people have reported that it's an obligatory option to buy. In that, if Griezmann plays half the amount of games he's listed in, or that Atletico have, then they have to trigger the buyback clause, that are the buy option, and I'm a little bit confused on that. I'm wondering if you have any answers on that do you do you remember how that works
0: say it again if he plays a certain amount of games that the um obligatory bio clause will be triggered
1: if he plays i think (laughs) half of uh atletico's games by next Mm -hmm. season yeah then atletico have to buy have to use the buy option i think it's like 40 million or something but it just seems too much of a Bad deal for Atletico for me to accept that they would agree to that. That's why I'm kind of confused about it. What what is it that mm-hmm. I'm missing? Why are they doing Barca
0: that favor at all? I I, I don't I don't know right okay. now. Can I you would find have to out for Friday? that topic. Sure.
1: Because like I think people listening to this might come might might say, well, why don't you just Google it? Well, because it's it's there's a lot of conflicting reports on this one. I just want to I just want to see if. We can get the the inside correct information by Friday. Um, so, what happens to him? Is there a universe, Diego, where where Griezmann comes back to Barca? Is it unthinkable?
0: <clears throat> I I look again. Uh, it's catching me a little bit off guard when the transfer or the loan rather happened. We all understood it was with an obligatory buyout clause. I don't know. I don't remember the terms of it. I remember the 40 million price tag that came along with it and the fact that they were, of course, in charge of paying his wages. Yeah. I. I, I, I uh, could we see an Atlético turn around and say, you know what, we're not willing to pay the 40 million. Uh, can we agree on 20, 20 million? For example, I'm just throwing numbers out there. I, I don't know uh, because, again, like you said, for me, it was an obligatory, you know, signed transfer after the two-year loan deal that had to be done. Uh, now, the exact number, the sum of it, we might see some wiggle room. We It might turn out that, hey, it wasn't 40 million. That's what the papers reported, but that was never officially reported. It was, in fact, 20 million or, you know, I. It's, but again, I, I right now, would have to know more information uh, okay all right to, well, uh,
1: well we'll we'll continue. elaborate more on friday maybe I, i'd be interested to know i i i think that the 40 million does sound right if i'm putting myself in a time machine going back to what we had read at that time as well
0: but yeah. uh it's just a little bit it's hard to believe You. it's hard to believe yeah <clears throat> hmm. um do you know anything you know or, or do, do you follow this uh, rafinha kid at leeds no. How's he right doing? <clears throat> no, I was gonna ask you. Seems to be doing all right. But um I I you know I don't I don't know. I don't follow the leads.
1: I don't either. So I can't tell you. <laughs> That's all I got. Good. Um you guys you guys have an interesting pool of options though for this summer. So I'd be very curious to know what, what happens there. Um Is there anything I else? I think that- it's safe to
0: say. Yeah. At this point, that you know, the the dream that Kules have of uh, the Norwegian Viking joining is uh, uh, hanging on by a thread. I, uh, you know, with, with the things that had been said about the people surrounding in his camp on uh, social media, the things you read in the papers again that are being either leaked or just supposed spokesmen of the family statements that they come out with, you know, it, it you have to sort of i guess accept that this is a thing between two clubs and that is city and madrid uh, which must have madrid says very excited
1: no if i if i had to guess and there was a gun to my head i would guess that he goes to Manchester city because Mm. they're Mm. the ones that can offer him probably exactly what he wants including Mm. a role that is much more uh clear for him right as the right, starting right. as the starting striker i mean it's unthinkable that holland would go somewhere and not start and i'm not saying yeah. that would happen obviously at real madrid but i'm just saying that it's much more clear where the fit is at Manchester city because they can just airdrop him in uh. and uh the other thing is i think real madrid they could go all out and scrape every single penny and do it but i also think there's part of them that thinks like look we it's pretty clear we also need reinforcements other places. And uh if we're getting Mbappe anyway, you know, it's not like the worst thing in the world if we just save some of the money we would splash on Holland and, and secured somebody like Chuamini and maybe a right back. Although I don't even know if the right back is on the radar at all, but it's uh
0: it's worth you it's were, worth. you must have dis Alright, sorry. Go. Finish no, that's thought. it. That was it. Were you uh and the peoples over at Managing Madrid at all entertained by what l'équipe came out with what was
1: it that they said oh the barca thing yeah no i mean i we all kind of it's not even entertained it it lasted like 10 seconds in our brain and i don't even think we posted it and if we did i think i think lucas who has inside sources posted something that like reamjara calm about the situation and basically the, the the belief was that PSG probably leaked something like that just to piss 300 off. They've, they're they just having a horrible mm. time over there.
0: That's not what I heard. Okay, well, do tell. So I heard that it was actually from the Mbappé camp that Mama Mbappé wants mm. Interesting. a nice big old fat check and they're not really digging the fact that they're paying so much attention to Haaland and showering him with god knows what uh-huh. and that she wants a big old signing bonus of 100 millions and they were like well you know what fuck all this shit let's throw barca's name in the mix and entertain the thought or make people believe that we're entertaining the thought of potentially uh you know signing on with barca and again and that's what i heard that it was that's... actually it was the Mbappé camp leaking it
1: at what point do you think like
0: there's, but why? Why would why would a paper like keep you know, risk their reputation? They are known as sort of a, a prestigious paper that you know, with with trustworthy and uh, information a track record that is impeccable. Why would they put something out like that when most of us would simply shrug that off and say, "Well, clickbait."
1: No, I don't think they they made it up. I think they got it from somewhere. But I think wherever they got it from was well was ill intentioned and. It's, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was that much substance. I mean, your what you heard is interesting. I mean, like where does it end? You know. Yeah. How many family members need to get a check of 100 million? <laughs> Imagine like in like can we I I'll settle for 5. <laughs> I'll take 1. I'll just take 1. Yeah, I was going to say them. just one of them. Just funny. like when you're yeah. dro- when you're flying the plane across just drop one. <laughs> drop one down here. I'll catch it. Yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like in like Twenty years will be, it'll be like you know the suit. The next superstar will be like, well, listen, my cousin, my brother, my mother, <laughs> my wife, my stripper on the side, my we all gotta eat, my homie from college. It's just gonna be you know? like hundred million checks for everybody. I, where does it end? Yeah, where does it end? Mm. I just want like one humble kid to come up and be like nah i just i want to play because i love football and like i just want if i get one more of those before i die i'll be happy i feel like humanity's humanity's in good hands so so many checks everywhere holland's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the most expensive holland's free transfer is like more than what real Madrid broke the record for figo <laughs> like it's insane it's
0: just pure insanity it, it's is, insanity. it is and and Let's not forget that the buyout clause of 75 million is only valid until the end of the end, end of April, excuse me. And then after that, it'll go up. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. You know, so That's whoever true. wants to make it happen has got to got to move quick. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
1: In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.
0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got to move quicker (laughs) than Will Smith storming the stage. I was wondering
1: if that was going to come up today. You couldn't resist. We're uh, just about to wrap the podcast too. And uh, I was wondering if you're going to bring it up. I'm I'm surprised it took you this long.
0: Why didn't you bring it up?
1: I just feel like almost exhausted because like I... I think if we had like if it if it happened like on Friday and we recorded a podcast together, and I think we could have, but I feel like so mm-hmm. much so much time has passed now, and so many memes have been shared in different groups, and then so many opinions. I I just feel like it's water. No, but whatever we say now has already been said. So, but if you want to make your peace with it, go ahead. Just be careful.
0: No, no, no. I just. Well, um, be careful for who? For Will coming to smack me in my face? No, just be careful about the people Let who are going
1: to come out and, and say, why did you say that <clears throat> about this oh, and that?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't think I have a controversial stance other than I think that Will was completely in the wrong for doing so mm-hmm. and that, you know, that that there there's no place in this world for that kind of violence based on a joke, Uh I think it's wrong. I think he was wrong. I think he should have apologized to Chris Rock after uh, accepting the award for best actor. And I mean, to, I, he did to publicly
1: Rock. anyway yesterday on Instagram. To Chris Rock? Yeah, on his Instagram post, he said, I apologize to Chris Rock.
0: Oh, I shit. Mean, I, I, I don't know okay, what the apology so yeah, that, like
1: behind the scenes, obviously, but yeah publicly he did.
0: I did not know. Well, yeah. in any case, I mean, it was it was entertaining. Uh, I uh, actually, you know, I, I, I got it. I enjoyed it, <laughs> even though I thought it was wrong. It was fun to sort of uh, see this happen in this crazy ass world. It's like, you know, what else? What, what's next? I can imagine that it's uh, you know, or the black community in particular, that it's uh, uh, concerning, that it's not a good look, that that is something that, you know, that they would the last thing you would want to see is two idols of theirs and, uh, you know, leaders of their community and, and and such respected personalities like Will Smith and Chris Rock, who, you know, we all, of course, uh, are, I know, me, I'll just keep it to me personally, uh, hold in, in high regard. I'm a big fan of both, uh, have been for many, many years, but I imagine that for, you know, the Black community, that would have been just... An, an atrocious scene, you know. Here is a black actor winning or up for the award that he hadn't won it at that point, going onto the stage and smacking one of their favorite, you know, personalities in the face. Uh, agree, agree with one of the, you know, whether you agree with one party or the other, where you think Chris Rock stepped out of the line. Or uh Will Smith did, I think that that, you know, nobody won in this situation. I don't think it was something to, to uh as a quote unquote I mentioned before it was entertaining to see. I don't think it you know should be celebrated neither. And um initially that initial chuckle that I got out of it, then you know, after reasoning and rationalizing it and thinking about it a little deeper, uh, it, it yeah, it made me a little bit sad to be honest, actually. Um because uh, again, of how much I respect both of these uh, uh, actors <clears throat> and comedians, and um, just want all of us to get along, man. So, uh, but you know, we move on. Like you said, this was uh, old news. Now, twenty-four hours, news travels fast. And uh, if Will Smith had has made an apology to Chris Rock, well, then you know, who are we to continue this uh, discussion if they have made their peace with it? So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just a surreal sight to see that you just like shock and I yeah, mean from it what really was. you understand, like the energy in the room was just completely zapped and drained and just completely yeah. changed. Right. But I, I, I'll just say this, I think like emotion, like when you think of Will Smith. You think of like, and maybe this doesn't apply to everyone listening to this because it really depends on what your age you are. But for a lot of us, we grew up with Will Smith as the freshman exactly. of ballet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he, in a lot of ways, he is an infallible figure for so many of us. He is like, you know, the, the guy who was just universally loved well, and he still is, I think, even after this. But I, I think the lesson is no matter who you are, if you have enough emotion in the moment, you're, you can get triggered into doing something wrong. And I think whatever was bottled up inside of him, whether it was past trauma, um, or, yeah. or, or whatever justification it was for, mm-hmm. for responding the way he did, uh, it, it can happen to anyone. And so everyone has to just kind of remember that at all times that, you know, just you can't, you can't lose your cool like that. You know, it's probably bound to happen to almost everyone.
0: Yeah. And I just hope it's not, you know, I hope we will see, Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I'm certain we'll see Chris Rock bounce back because the way he already bounced back from that initially was commendable. I was, com- I was in awe with how composed he was and, you know, just admired that in that moment. I I, mean, I don't know how I would have reacted, but I hope Will Smith bounces back too. I, I was hoping that we, we are not seeing the, the breakdown of such an iconic figure such as will smith uh because to me it seemed um like somebody who yeah was suffering from a meltdown that was suffering from pressure stress anxiety insecurity maybe as well you talk about past traumas and you know there's there's so many things of course that have been said and now being uh written have come out and uh, you don't know what pieces of the puzzle to put together. And um, it's also not really something for us to analyze, but if, you know, Will for Will Smith himself to kind of analyze and, and draw his own conclusions as to why he felt the need to react uh, like that. And, and if he wants to come out and explain, then then so be it. But uh, I just hope that we see both bounce back and, and hopefully, you know, why not make a movie together or, or go on a comedy tour or something? Um, I think that w- that would be sort of a dream outcome uh, just for, for given how much I respect both of these two characters. Yep. All right. But I, I, hope, we, I hope we're not going to see. And that was my, my biggest fear that we're not going to see more behavior like like now people feel entitled whenever they're insulted uh, by whether it be a comedian or whoever else to just feel justified that they can, you know, smack no. a person in the face. Cause let me tell you, you'll be arrested. You, me, anybody else would get arrested and thrown in jail and have uh, a criminal record.
1: <laughs> I think it'll have the opposite effect to be honest. Because like, I think people will see the, the backlash and the extremity of the issue. And I, I, think it, I think it would, if anything, it would dissuade people from reacting that way, but yeah. Diego, let's wrap it here on that note we did pretty and, good my friend i think we did good yep. for uh, scraping the barrel i mean the, the hottest talking point really has been like since our last recording was the gareth bale thing which i addressed already and uh, for those of you who weren't on patreon for that episode I, I uploaded the bale section segment also on youtube so you can go check that out and cool. we'll be back friday over on patreon.com for more answers and more inside info from diego Lorin. And we'll, we'll be previewing, I guess the you know La Liga's back next weekend. Thank God. I mean, these Spanish national team friendlies, I can't, man. I'm 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 so out on did them. Did you like, watch? I'm not. I'm barely even watching highlights. My dad was like, "Did you see this?" I was like, "You know." And he's like, "Oh, I watch highlights." I was like, "You did. You, you did my job better than I did." <laughs> I, yeah. I did see some highlights. Get them on. You
0: should have got them on. I should have. I didn't see Spain Albania. <laughs>
1: Patreon.com/slash/tacticas and we will see you on the inside. And thanks, Diego. Take care. All right. Peace. You too. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.